Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. Dude, dude. I've got scoliosis because I'm sitting here, right? And my my back, my back hurts. Why? Because one of my ass cheeks is up higher than the other because my pockets are so fat. Bet with Joel. He's sending all the bets to me. I put money on the bets and look at that. Look at that. My bank roll gets fatter. If you want to make yourself a nice little second income, dude, this is like an investment, not not gambling. You know, you win something, you lose some, but you, hey, go to the website, look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Bet with Joel. Joel's going to send you. Joel and his team are going to send you. What bet to take? Which bookmaker uh, he thinks has the best odds for that bet? How much of your bankroll, how many units of your bankroll to bet on that bet and why he thinks he's got the edge on the bookmaker? Dude, you couldn't get more information if you tried. Joel does all the research for you and makes you the money. All right, Joel Joel has a history with these guys. He, he was a professional better, right? For like about a decade and he got cut off from all these guys because he was winning so much dude let me tell you this i've been cut off from one bookmaker you know we're, we're playing with about five or six bookmakers but i've been cut off from one of them because bet with joel has made me so much bread all right if you want to get if you want to get that bread like like i do through bet with joel go to betwithjoel.com slash ref that's r-e-f slash welcome to the potty that's p-o-d-d-y Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week. You can choose whatever package you want. I would, if you're getting 50% off, I'll be opting for the biggest package. You understand? So you can see how much bread you need to make. You're gonna make. Understand me? So betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. Welcome to the potty is also brought to you by Phoenix Fitness. If you are a gym junkie, not like me, I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a TV junkie, you know, but if you're a gym junkie and you need to put some damn protein in your body, you need to sit down, you need to sit down for a minute because your knees hurt and you need to take some fish oil, you need to go to Phoenix Fitness, all right? The link is in the episode description and to promo code WTTP and you are going to get yourself uh, 15% off all orders. Dude, do you want to get shredded for the summer? We're just come, we're about to come out of winter in about a month. In this country anyway. You want to get that, you want to get that summer body? You better start working now and you better go to Phoenix Fitness. Link in the episode description and also in the Welcome to the Potty Instagram bio. If you want to support Welcome to the Potty directly, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store. Buy yourself a butter soft Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt or buy yourself some bung bung coffee beans. Yes, the best blend of coffee beans that any podcast has ever sold you. But but more importantly, that any coffee maker has ever sold you. Bung bung. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome to Welcome, 
Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain. I'm here today with the Rudes, aka the, ahoy, ahoy. the dudes, <laughs> <laughs> aka the, uh, the, the big dick player, yeah, the spray painting. <laughs> Prince of Port Adelaide. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Um, Rudy Lee Totua. Torua. Totua. Torua. Yeah. My um my mother's from New Zealand, but she's she's a white lady, so I don't I don't have the I'll try uh, not to hold that against you. Yeah, bro. yeah, I'll try to hold it not to hold it against her <laughs> as well. But I um yeah, I never got the uh the the Maori yeah. uh Language. Then white ladies love the love the brown chocolate because that's my mum's too. My mum's a ranger. She's as white oh, as yeah. they get. So is mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they love their they love their brown men, don't they? It's yeah. Going on there. Um, but I actually I I came off as racist the first time that I uh, found out how to how to pronounce that's Maldi. I, I look at you. Uh, and that's the first thing that comes to mind. Most people think I'm. I think I'm this guy's an Aryan. He is. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a Nazi. That's yeah. what. I, I would have voted Trump. It was it was the Marga hat. It was, it was the Marga <laughs> hat that gave it away, bro. But I uh, I was at the the AIS. I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore. The Australian Institute of Sport, and this netball player Chelsea was dating a uh, a Maori, but she uh, yeah. So she tells me like, yeah, my boyfriend's Maori, and I. I heard that as like moldy, yeah. and I just go, "Oh yuck!" <laughs> so we, we had the we had the same uh, the same discussion with my nephew when we were trying to explain to him when we were um, when he was six. Yeah, we're moldy. He's like, "What? Like the bad bread?" Like, no, no. We'll, we'll come back to this conversation in about five years' time. But um, yeah, were you so were you born over there? No, I was born and raised in Port Adelaide. Mm. Um, I moved back. Back home, Waitangi, I'm from, right at the top of the north. Yep. Uh, I lived over there for about 18 months just to, to get in touch with my, my whanau, my family, my roots, and yep. learn a bit about, it, about the culture. Um, what so was yeah. that like? Uh, eye-opening. Yeah? Uh, it was it was, uh, it was was eye-opening, man. It was great, great to do. Uh, I moved back home to help care for my father a couple of years ago, and then um, when he passed, I just kind of stuck around here. Yeah. There's not the money over in New Zealand that, that you can make here in Australia. Really? In terms of, yeah, the works. Um. Yeah, I guess like when I've been over there, I've noticed like probably longer stretches of like sort of dilapidated housing than you, yeah. like you see it here, but then all of a sudden it'll be like a really nice brand new um, like estate or something. Yeah. But that's like more rare over there. Yeah, I it's, guess. Uh, it, is, it is a beautiful place. Um, it's just, yeah, the... The work and the cost of living is through the roof. Yeah. Um, so I, I sold out my no, heritage no. To, to make the big dollars yeah. over here in Australia, like many of my cousin bros do. But and it'll, it'll always be home or another home for me yeah. anyway. And you've still got like, do you have tons of cousins and shit? Over Bro, there? where I'm from uh, in Waitangi, literally related to everybody. Yeah. Literally related to everybody. Yeah. I went to my niece's 21st birthday. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not prepared for that because I'm getting to that age, man, where I'm starting to feel a bit old. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be 26 and at my 21st. You know, my niece is 21st, but um, how old are you? I, I'm turning 30 now. All um, right, but at the time, yeah, I was 20, 26, 27 over there. I would have, I would have guessed, I would have guessed that you might have been older than me, to be honest. 
Uh, it's been a rough life. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a hard 30 it's t- years. Yeah, taking um, a toll. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of sleepless nights, uh, self-induced there. So yeah. um, uh, it's the character. I think I think because I'm such a mature, old soul, people mistake me for a, for an older man. But yeah, and um, how did you how did you get into comedy? Well, uh, oh, I tell. I guess I didn't tell everyone at the top of the show. Rudes is a local Adelaide comedian, um, winner of the South Australian Raw <laughs> final. Like that means anything in two thousand and twenty. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Do you think? <laughs> do you think they'll just do an extra long Melbourne Comedy Festival and do both? Um, um, both I'm not. I'm life? not sure if I'm allowed to speak about it. Oh, okay. But uh, I will anyway. Because what the fuck are they going to do? Take away my town hall appearance? Um, they have said they'll do the uh, finals next year. Okay. But not at the town hall. So there goes the 2,000 seat venue. Mm. And not for television. Um, they're just going to film it for online content because in this day and age, um, if there's anything the world needs more of, it's more open micers trying to get their content online. Yeah. Um, but... Look, well, you've got you've got that's not the be, be all and end no, all. No, no, anyway. Not. So um, you've got you've got a lot of other shit in the pipelines. Yeah, yeah. No, it should be good. I got into comedy uh, basically because I was born fucking funny as fuck. Mm. Uh, I was just hilarious. So uh, no, I always wanted to do comedy. I remember watching raw comedy on uh, TV um, as a kid, and I thought, fuck, I could probably do that. Mm. Um, and I originally tried out for raw comedy about four years ago. Oh, really? Uh, and did terribly. I didn't do any open mics. I'd never done any. Oh, you just went straight to raw. I, well, I didn't realise that that's how you were supposed to do it. Yeah. I didn't well, know. I, I, I definitely saw that this year. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, well, where are these guys coming from? Yeah. And they're just doing. And then I was informed by other people, like, yes, this happens every year like yeah. people just come and do it and i'm like holy shit yeah. the balls on them people people say like it's ballsy to even do an open mic <laughs> to rock up to raw I, with no experience I, I don't i don't think it was i don't think i was ballsy i think i was just more stupid or un- yeah. uninformed <laughs> um and i was terrified i i rocked up to to this um to the heat um with a bottle of gray goose mm. drinking it straight out the front i was having a full-blown panic attack yeah uh got up and I took the title of raw comedy very literal as yeah, um, and closed with a with a, a Catholic priest uh, slash pedophile joke yeah because um, that's what you do you, you shock and awe that's what comedy is about <laughs> and um, funnily enough didn't didn't even get through didn't get through the first oh, round um, interesting and uh, it. It's. I enjoyed it though. I did get a lot of laughs because I had a lot of friends there, and um, my friends are all uh, fuckwits. Yeah. So they Same. were just. They just found it hilarious that I was up there saying this um, half cut, outlandish stuff, half cut. Yeah. Yelling and screaming, and I did. A, I did five minutes of material in about two and a half minutes. I was only on stage for <laughs> two and a half minutes. Um, and then yeah, I left it for a few years, and um, a friend of mine. One South Australia's Raw Comedy, not last year, the year before. Who um, was that? Alex Hall Evans. Oh, yeah, you just said and, that. And yep. uh, we, we met before either of us tried comedy and we spoke about it. Um, 
And then, yeah, years later, I seen him go through. I said, oh, fuck, if, if he's done it, you know, I can probably do it too. And I, yeah. about six months later, went out to one mic stand at Rhino Room and, and got stuck here. Turns out uh, I'm a much better comedian now that I'm gay um, you than I was as a hetero, heterosexual. You weren't gay at the, no, the first time. You, I was a straight man the first time I did comedy. You were a straight man or you were closeted? <laughs> uh, probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, I, I remember doing a bit about uh, slamming the puss. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I met you when I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slamming the puss. Slamming the puss. All right. Um, um, so any advice to, to you budding comedians out there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Be gay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no, enough cocaine or. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it might, it might, um, it, it might allow you to go through with it, but I mean, it depends what you want to do because enough <laughs> cocaine, I can't have sex with anybody. Yeah. I'm asexual after enough cocaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you are so the first time, not the first time I saw you, but. Yeah, actually, it was the first time because it was my first time. Yeah. I think it was Rhino Room's birthday or something was yeah. my first ever um, open mic. So I, I've gone in there and I'm thinking, oh, shit, the Adelaide scene's popping, <laughs> right? Because it was packed. Yeah. It's fucking packed. And I'm like, oh, the shit. Bow, bow. Yeah. So I um, had this night and you you did your set and I thought I thought you were joking about being yeah. gay. I love it. Um, and like the – I don't want to give away your shit, but the – you know, I'd be, it'd be my pleasure to prove you wrong. <laughs> like, oh man, that had me rolling. But like, and I still, I still was just like, oh, like that's pretty ballsy, like doing yeah. doing gay jokes. <laughs> uh, the, I, I love it. It's inside and outside of comedy as well because I didn't really come out for a long time, um, basically because I didn't, I didn't feel I had to. I don't mm. like the idea. Like, um, my brother asked me why I didn't tell him, mm. and I said the same reason you didn't sit me down and tell me the, you like women. Yeah, you know. Um, but I just used to like fucking with people. Yeah. It'd just be so good because I'd, I'd be out and then I'd, I'd be like very obviously cracking onto guys mm. and all my friends and, and you know, people on you, they just, they didn't know what to do. Friggin and even now I can go do a half an hour set talking about sucking dick and fucking guys yeah. and <laughs> get a, get a room full of laughter and then come up. Nah, but you're not though, are you? You're yeah. not. You're not. A, yeah. And that's what I was like. My friends, my friends were like, nah. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon he might be. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. I'm <laughs> I, I, I actually found um, when I started uh, out that I, it was hit and miss. Yeah. I, I, would, I could lose a room almost half, half of the time because they wouldn't believe I was gay and they didn't believe I had the right to be saying things yeah, I was saying. Okay. So I was getting all these Karens up on their high horse. Oh, oh, you can't do that. You can't say that. And I'm like, fuck, if you want to go through me Snapchat, I can quite happily... <laughs> <laughs> Prove to you that uh, <laughs> that I have because even if I'm not gay, if I'm fucking as many blokes as I'm fucking, I deserve the right to talk about oh, it. Oh yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, so have you? Um, this was four years ago. The first time you did, right? Yeah. So were you like in the back of your mind? Were you like I might be gay, or like did uh, you? You didn't grow up like knowing you were I? gay. Is that that's uh, really what at I'm that point? Know. I was just coming to the conclude to come into the understanding. Right. Um, I growing up, I had no idea. Really, I didn't think. But well, in in my family and in you know, even on television, or whatever, there was no real gay representation. Yeah. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot of it. Um, you know, you might get the odd stereotypical 
character on a TV show. But it, it's one thing to, to know oh, a, a gay is a man liking a man or whatever. But it, if you can't, if you've got nothing to kind of, um, you know, reference point to see what gay love or a gay relationship is, you just it's in your mind. You're like, well, mm. I don't know any gay men. There's no gay, gay men in my family. Um, I've never met a gay man. Yeah. How am I that thing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, something something that you don't really think about is, yeah, I guess my the way I would angle a similar experience in there is like gr- just growing up around white people yeah. and um, being bullied and stuff and like having this part of me inside that didn't want to be black yeah. and stuff like that because I thought that it wasn't dope or whatever. Then and you then, hit, hit puberty and then it's like started hooking up with chicks and you're yes. like this <laughs> yeah this is working for me just wow. well oh, yeah. look how much higher i jump than it, you it's, guys it's quite it's kind of crazy um <laughs> like the way the way mainstream um sort of the the society is turned now both both things black and gay are now these these hyped up and like it's the in thing to do now and it's like so extra like yeah you you're making a TV show or whatever. It's like, well, we need we need black people. Yeah. We need Indians. We need Gay. homosexuals. <laughs> no straight. Well, you're white a black man. Indian homosexual. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're a feature film movie there. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a wild time. How how did you find growing up half cast? Um, difficult, confusing, difficult. Even even through high school. Yeah, well, I just hate I just hated school until. Um, I went to college in the US and that was like an escape from everything here. Yeah. And to a place where black is normal. Yeah. Even though it's racism's probably even worse over there. But like not worse, it's just more see the racism is here. More yeah, open. Yeah. <laughs> we're you know, just Australians, we're nice enough to kind of uh do it behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but then over there it's like it's like a deeper level yeah. where Dark skinned black people don't really fuck with light skinned black people yeah. and stuff like that to this day. Yeah. So that was also like another level of it. Even with my own teammates, I'd be like yeah. feeling a, some type of way sometimes. But um, it's great. I, 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 I grew up, well, obviously grew up half cast as well. And, and it, was, it was interesting. I, it was not so much um, the things directed at me. But when I'd be out with my father, mm. the looks on the uh, or people, are you all right with this man? Well, no, yeah. he, he is an arsehole, but, but <laughs> he's my father, so he's entitled to be an arsehole. It's, yeah. it's a very um, – yeah, and it always kind of made you feel – like I was when I moved back to New Zealand, I was worried. I was like, fuck, how am I going to be accepted? Because, um, you know, I'm this light-skinned light skin person. Yeah. And I, I noticed a lot in Australia um, with the Māori that, that kind of grew up here and, and don't have a connection to our, to our history. That did the same thing. Mm. They judged me. Oh, I'm, I'm a plastic Māori because I'm white. Or, yeah. Um, and then I kind of I was scared that I would I would face that uh, back home in NZ, but got over there. It's got nothing to do with with how light or white your skin yeah. is. It's it's your fuckapapa, your ancestry that that matters. That's the like the same with Indigenous people over here. Yeah. Like there, there's like redheaded Aboriginals that you'd never in a million years guess that they're yeah. Indigenous, and they're like they're fully immersed in the yeah. culture so it's, it's, it's what it is your family. ancestors yeah. are your ancestors man yeah and you are you from where you are and especially with new zealand man we were, like our country started from like seven canoes bro yeah you know we needed to start uh you know outsourcing <laughs> you guys are uh 
I think one of the like most recent cultures, one of the most, I, I think that's some that I've read somewhere. Yeah. Well, we've been, in, be we've been pop, popping off in NZ for about a thousand years. Yeah. Um, and we're all, we're all from somewhere in the same place, but we're not sure where that is. The corded odd stories, I get told we kind of, we come from Hawaii. It's an interesting story how New Zealand was discovered. Um, one of our ancestors, Kupe, noticed these birds just flying mm. out somewhere. And he's like, well, fuck, if they're flying out there, there's got to be somewhere for them to be flying too. Yeah. So we jumped into the waka and followed, followed the birds and found uh, Aotearoa, found New Zealand, um, went home and told his kids about it. So we all fucking packed up and got back out there. So um, thousand years isn't, isn't that long ago. No. Pretty long for me though. Yeah. Um, Thirty years feels like a, a, a lifetime. A fucking oh more yeah. Than a lifetime. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're the we're the new kids on the block. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is your was your dad tatted up? No, no, no. Um, my father and and his siblings moved over here, um, in like the seventies. Yeah. And basically, we we're, we're told. They they weren't raised um, with like a tikanga Māori, so they weren't raised within the like Māori world. They were raised um, uh, what are they like the hell religious people? What are they like the oh like Mormon? Mormon, yeah, yeah. bro. So um, like my nanny and and her siblings were like hard out. Yeah, right. Um, like yeah, real. Because that's big in Māori. A lot of polys, yeah, a lot yeah. of poly cult. It, well, it's because they couldn't, they couldn't beat us with uh, with weapons. They couldn't beat us, you know. They couldn't win the war. So, in my opinion, it might not be a very um, liked opinion, but I think we'll colonise with faith as opposed to, ah. um, you know, war because they tried fighting us and we just ate them. Yeah. Too big, too thick. <laughs> so, yeah, faith is a is a, a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I kind of went back, learnt our culture, and then um, come back here and grab my dad before he passed away. Took him home, mm. kind of showed him a bit. He oh, knew okay. a little bit from when he was real young. Yeah, he um, didn't, but like he didn't like completely identify. Not till he not till uh, his kind of last couple of years yeah right he he did the whole assimilation yeah um you know changed his name his name was Utterfire, but he changed his name to rudy that's where i get my name from okay um, when he moved over here did the you know become an aussie type thing you know did he now did he play rugby uh he did but not he wasn't you know i feel like i did a quick google search and i saw a a like memorial of oh, Rudy we, Torua. We did here. We did his. Because uh, I'm not a religious person. My family's not a religious family. Um, when he passed away, we did the. We did his funeral at our rugby club. Okay. Yeah, that's what um, I saw. Got the president Ray Freya, who's a longtime family friend, mm -hmm. uh, to kind of officiate because I wasn't going to spend five thousand dollars to have a priest tell me about my father. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was, he, he 
he started the social clubs there, so like the darts and the pool. Oh, okay. Which um, kind of kept that club running for many years after the rugby actually stopped. Are you pretty handy with darts or pool? Terrible. Okay. Terrible, terrible rugby player. I played rugby for about 12 or 13 years. Terrible. Don't know the rules. For that long? Yep. I don't know <laughs> any of the positions. I know the wings on the outside. Uh, that's all I know. Um, I just like to go. I, I, I loved rugby when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and then puberty come in. And then all these other kids that I've just been attacking for six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, started going to the gym and working out. And I started smoking cigarettes and doing drugs. Yeah. So under 17s, under 18s, I just copped hidings from these from these few people that stuck around as long as I did. Yeah. And um, decided that rugby was no longer for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when did you start getting tattoos? Uh, I got my first tattoo when I was uh, 15. 15. Yeah. In Port uh, Adelaide? In Port Adelaide. Yeah. The shop's not open anymore, so <laughs> that's why yeah. I just stopped pause for a second. <laughs> Um, my cousin had a tattoo shop um, and he passed away when I was 15. Yeah. I was pretty close with him. So um, me being a hustler used the heartbreak of losing my cousin yeah. to uh, emotionally guilt my mother into letting me get tattooed. Beautiful. Uh, and then once she kind of signed off on the first tattoo, I just kept going back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice one. And did you get any when you went uh, back to New Zealand? No, I've got my my uh, tamoko, which is my Maori stuff, from a kazi bro uh, in Semaphore, Peter Ellers, okay. Semaphore Inc. Uh, and he, uh, I seen a bro get get some done and uh, hit him up for the details, and it turns out he was just working in a shop in Semaphore, right around the corner from where I lived. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and when I got my neck done, and I got quite a few tattoos, but none of them really mean anything to me, and. Um, Getting my neck done was kind of like a fucking spiritual, emotional experience. Yeah. Um, and that was a big driving force on me wanting to move back to New Zealand. Okay. Um, so much love to the bro Pete. Yeah. And his mahi. And the ears. What did that feel like? Uh, terrible. So bad. Worse I, than the skull? Because that's, that's new. Uh, the skull's kind of different, bro. Like at the... At the Top here is not very much fun. At the back, like I can hardly feel it. Okay. Um, the good thing about the ears, though, is even though they're big ears, um, yeah, it, it was only half an hour each year, so I could deal with that. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. How but long was this the skull session? Like the brand, uh, the top bit that you just got? About four hours. Four hours. Yeah. But the beauty of that is, like an hour in the, of that's him just drawing it on with a texture. Yeah, it's all right. Freehand. Yeah, cool. Um, that's sick. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where was I going? I forgot. Um, I've had a couple of gay experiences. If you want to hear about those. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of straight experiences too. Uh, go for it. What, what's, your, what's your gay experience? Uh, uh, reception. <laughs> it wasn't a Catholic school, was it? No. Uh, that's all right. It was with a, a kid my own age. Yep. Uh, and we were, there was like Sucking a, each other off. <laughs> remember, remember like the I wanted to borrow a pencil and he goes, bitch, you're going to have to work for this. Yeah. So I had to suck his wood so I could borrow his wood. Uh, <laughs> fuck. He, um, we had to take like the lunch tray to the canteen for the lunch orders. Yeah. And we were coming back and he, he tells me to close my eyes and stick out my tongue and then he licked my tongue oh. while I was outside of my face. 
Um, so that was that was my first time getting probably molested. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it? What is molested if a kid does it to another kid? Is it, I don't understand how that works. I don't know. I don't know. I think molested is. That's all right. I think that's a subject for another day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other like <laughs> the other time or times was we used to always get subway sandwiches um <laughs> before and games. This one time I froze it uh <laughs> 12 inches <laughs> and I shoved it up my ass. Uh <laughs> we would be in the the bus as a team. Yeah. For so long starving and then we get off and they'd buy us sandwiches and we would you know when you're starving, you just stop talking? Yeah. And we're just like shoving these things in our mouths and looking at each other in the eyes, you know? <laughs> and it was just quite a yeah, uh, visceral experience. A visceral experience. <laughs> Nothing like a solid 12-inch and some eye contact. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you get like a a rap artist yeah. that, that forgets to, to cut the sandwich as yeah. well. So you're, like, you're really holding on to it. <laughs> With two hands. Yeah. And meatball. <laughs> that was my go-to. Yeah, I, I like to. I used to get Thousand Island dressing, man, but they've they've cut that. Oh, really? I've I've I gave up on Subway. Did you? I got a frozen. <laughs> was it, if I can't have this with my <laughs> my roommates, yeah, with my teammates making eye contact with me, I don't want a sandwich. That's pretty much it. <laughs> no, I got a frozen slice of tomato in in one once, and I was like, well, that's that's not on. And it's not very artistic. <laughs> yeah, I also grew up and came to realize that it's not actually. A healthy option. No, it's not. Yeah. No. I think Jim Gaffigan's got a bit about, um, like, instead of getting a cheeseburger, you get a, a, a meatball sub and it's just, like, six burgers rolled, <laughs> rolled into, <laughs> into balls. <one. laughs> um, I, I, I had a straight experience. Because I you did think I was straight. Mm. So I slept with quite a few women. And I remember, because I'm not – I do have a bit about it, but I'm not doing a bit now. Um, I'm, not in, I'm, not a, I'm not a kinky dude. You know no. what I mean? I don't want to – I don't want to hit you. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you. I definitely don't want you to hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was making sweet, passionate love to this woman. And she scratched me mm. on my back, and I bled. I've and had said, that, and I said no. Yeah, no. So <laughs> she thought it was a game. So scratched me again, and I literally stood up, and I'm like. Gonna get the fuck out of my place. Yeah, you, you just assaulted me, woman. Yeah. That's assault, brother. Yeah, you get out, or <laughs> you, you you're going to get a yeah. flogging. And it uh, always, so looking back, I always wondered because you know I fucking struggle to get up sometimes. I thought, fuck, is it my drug abuse, mm-hmm. or is it the fact that I was having sex with women that I'm not attracted to, or the fact a combination that you, of two? You know, you got traumatized. I got attacked. Yeah, during I, intercourse. I, see, this is what I mean. I had a pretty fucked up childhood. You mm. know what I mean? But how fucked up does your life have to be that you can't ejaculate? Without bleeding, <laughs> yeah. or being choked, yeah. Like, yeah, don't hit me, motherfucker. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's I, a motherfucker that's too happy. I don't know how your happy. wires get crossed that way, where where you got to really, you got to be going through some shit before you can spray out. I, I was just, <laughs> I just hooked up with this dude that was like kinkiest fuck in the bedroom, and then we went to Macca's one time, and I like, you know, just like give, ah, oh, stop it, like. Don't hit me. Oh. Like, is that where we're drawing the line? I hate that. I can asphyxiate you <laughs> till you're turning blue in your face, but a tap on the shoulder, that, that's abuse, is it? I just That's fucking infuriating. Uh, um, do you have Grinder account? Yeah, I do. 
What's what's grinder like? Is it? Do you it's, have this? It's full on, bro. It is. It's full on. Because there's, I mean, I, I know, I know gay people, yeah. and they do seem a bit more sexually free than, than straight. Oh, people. Oh, definitely, like, definitely. And it's uh, someone, a friend of mine, was telling me uh, they were listening to to a, uh, another podcast. Can't remember what it was, but it was talking about not as good as this one. Definitely not as good as this one. But they were talking about. Um, just with gay relationships, too, cause it's it's so open. Like when two guys start chatting, it's like, especially on Grinder. But you know, when it gets to the point, it gets there. So, what are you into? What's you know? Mm. What are your preferences? That conversation is had almost immediately. Yeah. Whereas, like in in you know, you couldn't just go up to some chick, buy a drink, like, hey, you're cute. Do you like me blowing on your face? You mm. know, do you want to? Yeah. It's not it's not as open. It is free, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's hectic, bro. Do you think it comes with the fact that there is a point where you have to come out, and that is freeing in itself? Do you think that comes with it? I just think it's just that's just the counselor like in me fuck. speaking. Yeah, I, just think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I it feel is, like lesbians are like that though too. Like, no, I, I live with a lesbian, um, <clears throat> and I didn't even mean to. I just went out one night, and then she just moved. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's too. Um, no, it's it's funny because I could I could literally get on grinder right now, uh, and within ten minutes have some someone agree to either suck my dick mm. or let me fuck them without a condom. But then if I'm like, hey, you want to get dinner? They're like, yo, man, fucking you need, relax. You need to you need to calm down. Yeah, right. Like, I just like to eat. Yeah, I, I like I like a bit of conversation. So you're not in a relationship? No, uh, just in a relationship with the game, bro. Trying yeah. to get my hustle on, trying to get famous. Yeah, uh, I do. I went on a date last night. Mm-hmm. Cute. Went to a, went to uh, the Gatsby Lounge. Pretty. Is this in Adelaide? Yeah, never bro. heard of it. Uh, it's pretty posh. They've kind of like the theme. Obviously, is like the Great Gatsby. Right. So. But then get there. So get to the table. Motherfucking chair on that side's crushed velvet lounge mm. my sides are stool this big like a little stool i wasn't happy no that's unacceptable it's unacceptable <clears throat> and um the dude i was on a date with was funny as fuck he's like look i'm gonna take the comfy chair because i just wanted to be comfortable yeah and i'm like <laughs> i respect that i kind of respect that i wanted the comfy chair but there's no way in the fucking world i got the balls to tell this person on a first date but I'm going to make you sit in an uncomfortable chair for an hour. That would have been, that would have been incredibly freeing for you know if you if you shared a pizza. Yeah. Now people don't want to get the last slice. Yeah. You could have just been like, well, you got the comfy chair. <laughs> That's easy. I like that communication. Um, so yeah, no, not dating. Um, I've never, I've never, I've never really been in a relationship. Yeah. Um, think the issue is i'm too attractive yeah i i struggled with that yeah. for a long time yeah scare people off yeah because people look at us there's no way we could ever you know yeah obtain that for any exactly room. it's uh you know it's it's godly it is it's either that or my dick's too big and they're like look i can handle that dick once every three months but that's not a daily dick and they don't need to see it to know it it's, <laughs> no. that, it's that big dick energy yeah. like i said <laughs> i'm half brown from the waist down my brother <laughs> it's my family motto <clears throat> um now you, you wear a lot of jewelry yeah 
Every princess needs their pretty thing. <laughs> do you so you, do you, you take all that off and put it on every morning? Uh yeah, I do. Um, so. And a, a funny story, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, as much as I was saying before, I'm not not big in on the kink. I really, <laughs> I, I uh, had a little hookup one time and mm-hmm. I forgot to take my gold rings off. And um, while I was finishing myself off, <laughs> uh, I almost knocked <laughs> this poor <laughs> boy's teeth out with my um, with my chunky chunky gold rings. I think I like gold so much now because um, I grew up poor as fuck. Like I was the youngest of four. Mm. Uh, my mum raised us by herself uh, on a disability pension. So man, we we got fed and shit, and we never we never you know went without in that regards. But in terms of like shiny things, shiny things, man, we we didn't have a lot of them. So now I spend stupid amounts of money on velvet sweaters and. I like that sweater. Uh, how's this watch? I just got this watch restored. That's a 1920 Rolex, my brother. Wow. And um, where did you find that? I accidentally bought it on eBay. Okay. I seen, I Was seen, it a good deal? I seen on eBay a Rolex for $800 needs restoration. And I thought, ah, oh, that'll get bought. Mm. So I put a bit on it. Uh, no one else bid on it. I took it to a restoration joint and he called me up. He goes, ah, gonna cost you more to fix it than what it's worth yeah. and i said oh fuck it just fix it man yeah uh turns out great purchase because the people i bought it off of put like the wrong dial on it and the wrong hands on it so we thought it was like a like a different one he goes i'll check the serial numbers it's like from 1920s he goes my evaluator put a valuation on it from four and a half thousand dollars nice so I'm like thank you but i got that fixed yesterday and now it's not working Oh, I picked it up yesterday. And it's well, you got to get you can get that fixed for free then. I think so. Right? I hope so. Yeah, I hope I didn't fuck it. But um, that's pretty dope though. It is dope. Eight hundred bucks for a Rolex. That's it. Cost me two grand to restore it. Yeah, but you can still make another two grand on it. And I'll keep it. Yeah, or lose it. I don't like selling things. No, are you a hoarder? I'm not a hoarder. Well, I kind of am in the sense that I won't sell it. I won't get rid of it, and then I'll just over time lose it mm-hmm. but if i can't willingly part with things or i'll move houses so I'll, I'll store something at someone's house do you put sentimental value on things that's uh, not really it's, it's just because it's just because you grew up poor i know if i that's get rid it of is. it i'm gonna be like why did i get rid of that yeah. thing whereas if i just lose it i'm like oh well i fucked up there but mm. if i like made a conscious i think i've got like abandonment issues i don't want to abandon my things it's because you didn't have things. I didn't have things. Yeah. That's no, I did have things. I had my brother's things ah, after okay. they had their things. Oh, yeah. And so how many brothers and sisters you got? I got two brothers and a sister. Now, are they, are they tatted? Yes. Yeah. Um, not, I, t- I tend to take things to the extreme. Yeah, okay. Uh, my sister's got like a full backdrop and she's got bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. My eldest brother, he's got a few. Uh, and my middle brother, he's just got a couple. But we grew up around tattoo shops. Yeah. So my uncle, my cousin had tattoo shops. So most of the people in my family are quite heavily tattooed. Yeah, nice. Yep. Um, and you're a, you're a spray painter. I am. Um, I am allegedly. And industrial painter. Industrial. Yeah. Industrial. And that's, did you have to do an apprenticeship for that? Uh, basically, to become an industrial <laughs> painter, you need to uh, have spent at least four years 
addicted to some sort of substance. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, smashed it, I smashed it out of the ballpark. I did 10 years 10 addicted years. to meth. Meth. Uh, you can get away with alcoholism. Uh, that is acceptable. Yeah. But um, substance apprenticeship. Some sort. You need. You need some sort of substance abuse. Man, I think I've it. abused substances, but I've never been an addict. So I don't. I don't. Sorry, think man. You're gonna have to stick to office work. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. I. I basically got into that. My mate offered me a job. Uh, down at at the sub base, working on the oh, ships yeah? and stuff. Um. And I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't working. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. And he told me how much you get paid down there. I'm like, motherfucker, you open. It, it was like 40 bucks an hour with penalties. Yeah. And I'm like, you open with that, bro. For sure. You don't You don't tell me after I've knocked back the job for six months. <laughs> oh, by the way, you can make two grand a week with zero qualifications. Bitch, that's where you start. That's the starting point. So you don't need any qualifications like that? There, there are like qualifications, but they're relatively new. They're just like a cert four. Do you have that? No. Or, but you've just got the experience, so that's experience. that's all that matters now. Um, and is there is there a science to it, like to how long you got to leave coats and stuff like that? On there is, yeah. Um, <laughs> the science differs depending um, on quite a few things. Uh, if you can be fucked, yep. Okay. Uh, on the day, <laughs> uh, if management needs something done quick, yep. all of a sudden science goes out the window. Yep. I work out in Roxby Downs uh, at the moment, Olympic Dam, which is like a desert. And when I first started out there, it was, in the, it was the middle of summer. And so like steel temp, you can't put a coating down on, on steel, depending on, on the paint, yeah. on certain temperatures. So you know, if, it's, if the steel's 40, 50 degrees, you can't paint on that because it won't stick properly. Yeah, But in Roxby Downs in summer, it's like 40 degrees every day, so all they day. they don't give a fuck. And I'm like, how do you, how do you, and they're like, you just do, you just do it. I'm like, all right, I can do it. Yeah. I like to, I like to find the, the fine line between, um, you know, what's acceptable and, and what you can get away with. Yeah. Now you ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And that's got like that, um, fancy paint job on it. Did you do that yourself? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I fell in love with it. It's done up like a little rat rod bobber. I don't, so, I don't know that what that so is. So it's just like a bits and pieces right. sort of thing, and that's what the paint jobs all make it look all rusty. Yeah. Uh. Uh. What's that? What's that thing that some some people are really into it? Um. Fuck. Anal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's um, uh, like a, it's like a lifestyle fashion uh, steel. Um. Uh, like the clock clock gears and all that shit. Oh, like steampunk. Steampunk. steampunk That's shit. what I thought when I first looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, there's there's some there's some interesting characters. They're different. They're interesting, man. Yeah. Uh, all the love in the world to you. You know, yeah. they found their they found their niche where they fit in, man, and, and they're punking their steam. Yeah. I like see I like rusty things. I got a I got a truck too, and it's kinda in a similar condition. That's what I saw just then. That's what you yeah. brought here. The old F one hundred. Now is that Loud? Did I hear you rock up? Yeah, yeah, I think you might. It's not as loud as it used to. The first year or two I had it, because um, it was my father's. Uh, and then after I bought it, the the exhaust fell off. Okay. Um, and I just didn't get it fixed because it sounded tough as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but I eventually bit the bullet and, and got an exhaust on it. But it's still it's still loud. I didn't realise I, I didn't feel like a man until I drove... 
the truck. That just gives you like a whole. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. And I forget, I forget that I'm gay <laughs> when I'm like when I'm riding my bike or when I'm driving the truck. I forget I'm gay sometimes because I'll see some hot chicks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that always they don't you, care <laughs> and i don't even care if they do care but just there's just something it's like innate feeling in my head i'm like these girls just want to hear that that 5.8 liter v8 engine rev really loud it's got to be it's got to be something ingrained in be, in being a male it, it would it, it's it's our it's our peacock display brother yeah well, i might be like, gay but i still want kids so i see them and then like you know the fathering instincts like if you rev this engine you could get that girl pregnant and they're all just like what like, a what fuck, fuck loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah but the like, beauty is i keep driving so i think fuck and they love that yeah. <laughs> so i do I, I probably still am confused a little bit. Um. <laughs> um, how long have you been riding a bike? Well, I, I, I uh, for four years. I was a late bloomer getting a license. Uh, overall. Overall, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think I was about 25, uh, 25 or 26. Um, and I still hadn't even gotten my L's. Mm. It got to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to get my L's and then do a year, two years on my L's. So yeah. um, I just got a motorbike and got instant my- Instant freedom. Yeah, instant yeah. freedom. And then my life changed. Like I couldn't believe how I lived so long Yeah, without a license. And even now to the point, I won't have like one beer and wait. I won't, like I'll do nothing to put my life. I don't speed. Yeah, I, I do speed- nine kilometers over the speed limit so yeah. if i get done i don't it's just a 200 dollar fine yeah yeah. Pill form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just do dabs of speeding um and have you ever have you ever been in trouble with the law through your uh your just a few like murder cases yep. um same you know uh nothing serious you know extortion but pauline hansen deserved it brother no, I fucked. I was a fuckwit for a bit, uh, but I was lucky enough to uh, have no serious uh, criminal convictions laid against me. I had. Um, I learned a lot from uh, the men in my family. Yeah. <coughs> um, and I, I, I was a bit. I was a really angry child. Yeah. Growing up in my teen years. Did you get hit growing up? I did. Yeah. yeah my father was a very, very violent man. Um, and for a long time, I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Mm. Me as, too. As a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm still to this day, like quick, Bro. quick to just fucking go, just see red. Yeah. 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 I do, I do it to my tantrums. I, I, intellectually, I've kind of come to some sort of agreement where yeah. that's not who I am anymore. And then like the slightest thing, well, I can't. Have a mouthful of your coke. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and I've just like lost the plot yeah. over a nothing situation. It's cost me so many jobs. Yeah, it's cost me friendships. It's it's just because and and then like people try. Oh, dude, just think about it. Like, do you think I, I don't want this? Yeah, like I don't choose this. Yeah, it's not a it's not a decision that you make. It's no, a it's a reflex. No, yeah. and and the worst part is like uh. I was watching this Oprah special probably about seven or eight years ago. 
You should have known you were gay right then. And she she said, she turned to the TV and said, you're a homo. Uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, man. <laughs> and then she sent me to Australia. That's how I got here. She said, you're going to Australia. No, um, and it, she, her whole audience was full of different men that had daddy issues of all different ages from, you know, teens up to their 50s. And this bloke got up. He was like 50 years old. Yeah. And he was like crying in tears over the difficult relationship he had with his father. And I fucking broke down. I turned the TV off. I got up and walked to my sister. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm going to be this, yeah, this fucked up for my whole life. Um, <laughs> but that's a, I, I cared for my father uh, the, his last few months before he passed away. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people in my family said, oh, you know, it was so big of you to kind of um, do that for him. And uh, the truth of the story is I didn't do it for him. It was it was myself because I, I looked at it. He fucked up as a father, but if I take that as giving me the right to fuck up as a son, yeah, I'm not going to break the cycle. Yeah, yep. Hopefully when I have kids, I don't have a temper like that. It yeah. does scare me. Does it scare you? Oh, yeah, man. I even see it with the, the little dog out there. Yeah. I, like, she'll, you know, do some just p- being a puppy. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't fucking kick her or anything, but I'll, I'll like, yell at her and I'm like, she doesn't even know what I'm saying. No. Like, what no. am I doing? What am I doing? And I'll, I'll instantly regret it and feel just feel like shit. shit yeah. Just feel like shit. Like she like and she she's not mad at me or anything. Yeah. She doesn't even she, she keeps playing when I yeah. yell at her. But like, <clears throat> like, I'm just like fuck. Like, tone it down, guy. It's um, and this okay. This is what shits me. We've kind of died off a little bit now because now everyone pretends they care about fucking this pseudo activism is kind of doing my head in a Mate. little bit. Um, but when everyone was going on about the toxic masculinity mm. and every time there is an issue, see it now, look, there's these idiots with the, that want to protest the, the anti fucking maskers for the COVID, whatever. But society breeds a certain way. You know, my father didn't decide he wanted to be a piece of shit and fucking hit the fuck out of us. That yeah. was bred into him as it was his father, as it was, you know, it, uh, society kind of breeds this way and then yeah. it gets to a point where it's no longer acceptable. And you just have to switch it off. And then they just, uh, you piece of shit, mate, where's the, where's the help? Yeah, just shame, just shame. They shame, uh, <clears throat> you know, a, a part of society that's already fucking marginalised, that's already alone. And as the people that aren't involved at all with yeah. that area, like like the Black Lives Matter thing. Bro. Like, I, I went yeah, to... Look, the, I'm going to throw this out there. This is probably... You know, not the most, you know, except if it wasn't for COVID restrictions and no one having nothing to do. Yeah. All those Instagrammers wouldn't have been at those protests. Yeah. If they had, if they had a new Apple iPhone to go get at the store that day, they wouldn't have been there. I was fucking infuriated with, I, I was behind this, this chick yeah. with a fucking big balloon lips and yeah. f- fucking big balloon titties. And she's got someone just filming her the whole time. Yeah. And she's like turning, she's turned her back on the speaker and she's like looking at the, the camera and like posing yeah. and shit. I'm like, this is what you're here for? Like I'm here 
because of a whole life of like yeah. feeling not good enough and you're here to, for a photo for, op? For clout, man. Yeah. That's what it is. And they don't care. They don't care because they can't care. They don't get unless it. You've, unless you've it. experienced racism and unless you can see things. Oh, you know, oh, I'm not about racism, but the Aboriginals get so much more. They don't get fucking anything in Australia. They get fuck. You know, you know what you get if you're an Indigenous Australian in Australia? You, you get a higher chance of fucking dying from a preventable disease. Yeah. You get a higher chance of dying from suicide because you've got nowhere to, because you don't feel like you fit in. You've got a higher chance of being arrested and locked up for a crime that a white person would walk away from. And That's what you get. And or killed by the police. And or killed by policemen. 432 um, dead Indigenous people, no arrests in, in custody. Even in New Zealand, uh, my, my tribe from Napa, we make up like the, the majority of the people in, in uh, custody. Man. Mm. It's, and it, it's crazy. I was, I was speaking to a bloke from work who's your typical true blue, you know, um, Aussie bloke, and he's going. I don't get it. I don't get it with these people. My and everyone's fucking heard this story. My my dad used to build houses out there in the middle of nowhere, and, and, you know, brand new hardwood floors. And they'd go back six months later, and they've ripped the floors up and burnt the fucking brand new flash. Because you've what you've done is you've gone to their beautiful fucking oasis, yeah, poured fucking a few ton of concrete and whack up this fucking ugly building that they don't like, yeah. And trying to force people to live a way that you want to live. Yeah. No one asked for that shit. No one asked for that shit. Yeah. And it's, and then people want to pretend like they, they don't care. No. They don't, man. No. Because if you cared, you wouldn't cross the street when you seen fucking a black fellow walking down the street, yeah. brother. I would. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, it's just what it, whatever's hot. Whatever's hot. Whatever's hot. And that's hot now. Yeah. I loved it because I seen from one week it was Black Lives Matter the next week. I will always be a Sagittarius. Like, literally, because they, because, uh, like, man, they tried to bring out this new Afokius fucking star sign ages ago. No one gave a fuck, but now everyone's sitting at home. They're, they're, so, whoever the fucking social media people are, they're yeah. bored as shit, man. Where it was literally one day they're like, I stand with my black brothers and sisters to, like, no, I'm a Pisces. Yeah. And I'll always be a Pisces. Like, is, is, this, is this where we're going? What, yeah. what next week? You know, fuck, it's just, it's just shit to me. Because I don't care. Me too is making a comeback. Me too. Oh, fucking. You know, look, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's, it's terrible, the mistreatment of women in any, anywhere. In business, in yeah. the house, in the street. But an accusation is still just an accusation until there's the proof. evidence. Yeah. And people are just losing their jobs, man, and yeah. their, their livelihoods, their marriages being ripped apart before anybody's proven anything. anything. And, like, I saw the uh, – and I don't I – don't, specifically comedians I don't want to talk too much on, but I saw the Chris oh, – You're not a comedian these days unless you're a sex offender. Yeah. So. I saw the Chris D'Elia thing happen. And then I saw the screenshots that he released. Yeah. And these girls were deleting messages to make it look like, and you know, the amount of girls that came forward, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure something happened yeah. somewhere. But like, you take away, you take away from the whole movement as soon as you start doctoring your screenshots. So, yeah. It, and it's like, what, like for what? So you, so you look like the hero that's calling someone out? This, it's just simple. This is what we need to do, right? Accusation. I get the two people. The accusation's found true. Lock them up. No, cut the cunt's genitals off. 
Yeah, okay. Untrue. Plug the accuser. Sew it up. Sew it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a, it's a, you, need, you need you need equal you need equal fucking punishment for both because there's nothing there's there, no accountability for false accusations. No. Yeah, no. I don't I don't follow that much. I don't follow much of, the, of I don't watch much news. I don't follow much you know of these movements for this for the same point. I don't the same reason I don't uh, donate to charities, man. I don't know these people. Yeah, I don't I don't you know you can you can show me a fucking screenshot or you can say this. I don't know you. I don't know the other person. I never will know you. So I've got I've got no way of Figuring out for myself what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. You know, did Michael Jackson touch kids? Fucking who knows, man. I will, I won't ever know. So I'd try not to lose any sleep over what's going on. Yeah, it's it's that one's a that one's a fucking doozy because he like his childhood was taken away, right? Yeah. So that's that it kind of explains like wanting to talk and act and be around children. My thing is right. Oh. Michael Jackson fucked my kids, so that's why he gave us $20 million. Fuck you. Someone fucked my kids. There's no amount of money. No, no, all right, this is what I do. Someone fucked my kid, and they said, I'll give you $20 million not to tell anyone that I fucked your kid. I'd take you $20 million, and I'd still tell everyone anyway. What the fuck are you going to do in jail, you pedophile cunt? Yeah. But as a parent, how can you put a fucking price figure that's sick on the fucking the abuse yeah. that your child went? There is no price figure. No. no. You can't do that. Uh, so if anything, if those parents are fucking honest and telling the truth, them cunts should go to jail because they're fucking just they're just hidden a crime. Yeah, they've let their children be abused for money. Yeah, and that's like um, child abuse in itself. Allowing oh, that fuck shit, yeah. it's like it's like uh, almost child trafficking at that yeah. point. Yeah, you're a pimp. Yeah, you're fucking you're Epstein cunt. Yeah, <laughs> this is who you. That's I, I don't get that. that I, yeah, I try not to. I can't. I, I find it hard to. Um, to follow things like that, man. I just got very big trust issues, man. Not to the point where I think the Illuminati making you wear a mask. No, is but <laughs> like the, the media is not doing itself any favor. The mainstream media no. with the the just blatant fear mongering. Yeah. They're, they're not being objective at no. all. They're just- Because it doesn't sell. Yeah. And because they're a dying medium, yeah. they need to sell. So they're just like, Hey, guess what? The world's burning. <laughs> but honestly, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll tell you the dead set, honest truth. Even if I sort of believed what the advertiser said, if it popped up in my in my newsfeed, you need to read this about COVID or you will die. And I click the link and it's like, subscribe for a dollar. I'm not paying that dollar. I'll run the gauntlet. Yeah, me too. You're not getting my dollar, brother. You're not getting, I don't. No. I, I was getting uh, email notifications for news stories from yeah. the advertiser. I don't even... I don't remember signing up for that, but I was getting it. And every time, like, if something well, I, was... The advertiser did do a nice piece for me, so... so <laughs> <laughs> I do get a half page, so thanks for that. I do appreciate it. Was that fringe time? Uh, that was after I went one raw. Oh, nice yeah. one. Nice one. So any, any more? Same with Channel 7, Channel 10, any? I'll tell you what about that raw. <laughs> you were one of the last ones up. Yeah. I was one of the first. Yeah. And I was feeling, I was feeling more and more confident Everyone that went up there, I was like, I reckon I've got, I reckon I've got them. I reckon I've got, and then you went up. I was like, well, <laughs> that's it. I've, you I've fucking murdered, dude. I've spent, I've spent the ages of fifteen to fucking twenty six, absolutely wasting my life, doing nothing productive, just doing drugs and being a fuckwit. And then I finally start getting some success, 
and coronavirus. And the world ends. Yeah, and Kobe died. And Kobe died. Yeah. It's all my fault. <laughs> Bushfires, fucking everything. Yeah. All my fault. Because I started to succeed. Now I've got a question for you. You said 10 years of meth. Yeah. And now, still got most of my teeth. That's now that was that was the question. Yeah. Why do you have a mouthful of teeth? I stole them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I stole them. Um, you know. What would be your tool of choice? Uh <laughs> For about this big uh, <laughs> for taking pre- teeth pre- preferably attached to a pretty uh yeah no uh i smoked i smoked meth um that was my tool if that was a question i was a smoker no no what's your what if you were stealing teeth yeah oh how would you go about it uh i'd whack on some fairy wings mm-hmm. and creep around young children's bedrooms at night <laughs> And uh, that's great because um, not it's not breaking enter because they've left the door open for me. Yep. And it's not stealing because I'd leave them fifty cents. Okay, so so it's worst a, case scenario, I'm looking at fucking. Uh, that's a transaction. Yeah, I'm looking at criminal trespass max. 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 And well, I'll get away with that. Yeah, I'll get I'll get away with that. Look oh. at me. Would you find me guilty? Yes. <laughs> now, a white man, a white man with some wings. <laughs> so I laugh about my tattoos because I, because I, I, I was born with this white privilege, but I just went and threw it all away. So I was like, they look at me worse. Like we gave you <laughs> the gift of white privilege, yeah. and now you've gone and got all these fucking tribal voodoo tattooed everywhere. You ruined it. Do you have any magical powers? I fucking I do. Yeah, uh, quite a few. Tell me about them. Um, I. <sighs> If it's one of those things, if I told you about them, I'd uh, have to kill you. Uh, and I believe it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, magical powers. I I can light up. I can light up a room with my smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I can. I, I make make people feel better. Um, I feel like you are. Uh, you don't give a fuck. Hey. Well, I, I, I don't. But I also do. Like, I don't give a fuck, but then I do give a fuck only to me. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll do something and not care. Mm. Like, I don't care what other people think. I kind of, what fucks me is what I think people think. But it doesn't affect how I. How you act. How I act. I think that's my whole social anxiety is. What if I say something stupid? What are people going to think? See, but that's ridiculous because like that. that's why I am the way because it's my social anxiety, bro. Right. So I, I get myself in a situation and I think, oh, fuck. What do they think about what I just did? So I think, fuck, I better top that. Yeah. <laughs> I better give them something. because as, 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 That's something my father actually said to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I, I got suspended for getting into an argument. He goes, did you fucking knock him out? I said, no. He goes, well, I'll tell you now. You know if you get in trouble, I'm going to give you a hiding when you get home. Mm. So next time you get into an argument, punch the cunt, break his nose, make sure it's worth it. Yeah. Because But if you ever tell the teachers I said that, I'll fucking deny it yeah. and give you twice a hiding when you get home. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a big advocate of um, when when someone mistreats me, just fuck them up. Yeah. Um, which, you know, didn't, didn't help me with my anger, I guess. It, <laughs> look, it works in the short term. Yeah, it and... You know what? I never got bullied by the same bully twice. Yeah. 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 I um but I found um maintaining that maintaining violence 
perpetually is it's impossible. Yeah. It's exhausting. It yeah. is, and then it's alienating. Um, oh yeah, people don't want to be around it. Even your don't. friends, even your friends end up walking on eggshells and being scared. Yeah, and yeah. I remember one time, I, a friend of mine said a joke and I snapped at him, mm. and then he apologized. And I thought, fucking, that's not. Yeah. No, that's not what we need to do. That's not what we need to do. Uh, yeah. So. The violent thing, it's fucked. Because sometimes, you know, I just look at people and think, fuck, man. You just, you just need your nose broken. You yeah. know, I, I, feel, oh, yeah. I feel that on a, on a fucking spiritual level. I used to tell myself, because I used to fight a fair bit, I used to tell myself, I'm like, if I'm doing the wrong thing for the right reason, yeah, I'm balancing out the universe. Are you, ha- are you pretty handy? Um, oh, no, I just, I'll just go to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't bite um, someone's I'll fucking nose off? go to the extreme, yeah, yeah. man. Um, but it's just it just it takes so much out of you, out of you as a person, man. Yeah, and it's not something that you know. It's great because I look at I look at my nephew now. He's eight years old, mm. and if I if I acted like that around my father when I was a bit younger, oh, I need to toughen him up. Yeah, you need to toughen him up. I love the fact that these kids can be. I love the it shits me, but I love the fact that they can be rude openly. Yeah. With no fear, uh, to an extent, Look, I feel like some me. of these some of these kids need a fucking yeah need to get smacked the fuck out. I, feel I like. want to, not but by, I don't. I don't feel not like, by me, but by another kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just because to me, I I think there's how do we know where to draw the line, mm. and if you can't for sure. Tell me exactly where that line is between discipline and trauma. Then don't don't even don't even cross that line in the first place. Oh yeah, no, no, I wouldn't smack a kid. But I mean, like, I see I family, like I see family sh- members smack their kids. You still need to be able to get in fights at school. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Let let them fuck up out there if they yeah. want. If because because the thing like the thing is a fight at school that comes down to that child's personality. Are they are they fight or flight? Do they want to fight? Do they want to run? I've got mates. That you could walk up to them, punch them in the face, they would run away mm. and be completely fine with that. Love that. Running. Yeah, they 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 could just run away, be punched in the face, and never have a second thought about that ever again and just be happy in the fact that they got away from the situation. I wish I could I wish I could have that sort of Just even thinking about that just makes me Bro, I was getting on my plane to come back to Adelaide the other day, right? <laughs> and we've all got our masks on and, and like just come back from Roxby, so it's still in the same state. And there was this woman walking in front of me and I was chatting to a mate and then she's just stopped and I didn't have the chance to notice that she'd stopped. So I'd like I'd taken an extra step before I noticed. So yep. I was like within the one meter barrier. Oh God! She's go. turned around and fucking snapped. Can you keep your distance? Keep your distance. Fucking, let's forget the fact that we're about to get on in a fucking enclosed air, enclosed aircraft yeah. for the next hour and a half with fucking recirculated air, mate. What, whatever, no way. That incident still upsets me. Yeah, that yeah. was four days ago. All she did was ask, keep, and it just did in my head. I'm like, how? But what's, like, what is your, and the best part is I, I wasn't sitting next to her, but I was adjacent from her. We both had an aisle seat. I was closer to her in the airplane for an hour and a half than I was out in the open. And that, I lose sleep over that shit, bro. I, I feel sick and I wasn't even there. Yeah. Dude, but then 
that that saying is like never argue with an idiot because from a distance no one can tell who's who. <laughs> so at that point you just gotta you just gotta fucking I'd, suck it up. I'd suck it up. I do. But it burns me, yeah. brother. Oh fuck. And I wish I it, it look, it comes down to taking pills. I remember going out <laughs> and like and like I'd That's be my, what it all comes down <laughs> to. It comes down to take because no, I'd go out, man, and me and my mates, we'd, we'd be fucking animals, filthy cats. We're eating just handfuls of pills, right? And then there's that one guy that take half pill, be fucked up all night, and everyone's like, pick it on him. I'm like, fuck that. I wish I could be that half yeah. pill guy, but I'm not. That's what I'm like when it comes to this shit. I'm like, I wish I could, I wish I could just move on from this petty shit. Just be zenned out. And I do like, like, so I do. I let it go in the situation, man. But that shit, I will remember this on my 50th birthday. Yeah. On my deathbed, I'm going to look back at that bitch. I don't even know her face, bro. <laughs> I didn't even get to see her face. And, and uh, go, where, where's the, we're an hour in a fucking enclosed plane, man. See what I mean? I'm upset about this, bro. People, it's the it's the same. And I'm only calling y'all bitches because I don't know her name individually. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna take a cat, cat take a page out of Cat Williams' book. I'm not. Holly, if you hear me, Dallas, supposed to like Skittles, you ignorant bitch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, that's the, that's just the uh, the movement at the moment. Like I said, like with Black Lives Matter, coronavirus is like sort of overshadowing that, and it's like. I can't wait for someone to get inside my bubble so I can tell them to back off. That's yeah. like she was waiting for she it. She was waiting for it, yeah. man. And and the way she stopped, man, she stopped so abruptly. Like like everyone's moving. She had no need to stop. She could have just slowed her pace down a little. Yeah. I think she had a She was agenda. waiting for it. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to do, man. These are the things that upset me. I think uh I think we're I think we live in a similar way. Yeah. You know, and I. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm getting hot right now just fucking <laughs> thinking about it. I have to I have to say though, I'm I bring it talking about Cat Williams. I am jealous that um I didn't get more of my father's pigment than of what you've gotten because like you have because that's they're my they're my comedy idols I guess. Yeah, like Cat, Cat Williams. Williams, Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, you know Eddie Murphy, Raw. Yeah, oh Raw man. Bro, I've already got it planned. My first special. I'm how do you feel? A full leather suit. How again. do you feel when you uh, watch Raw? The, the amount of the F word. Love it. Yeah? Love it. Because that was the first thing anyone ever said to me. Yeah. Doing my sets, you know, you got to stop swearing so much. Um, but yes and no. I love, the, I love how he addresses Bill Cosby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I'm for coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. See, those were the days. I watched Jim Jeffries' latest special, actually. And oh, I haven't seen it yet. He he kind of pointed out something um, with the whole cancel count, uh, cancel culture, which I really agree with. Because what we do as comedians is we we find the line that society's drawn, and then we go to that line, mm. and that's where we work from. He goes, "You can't have the line here. Let us work here, and then ten years later, move the line." Yeah. And then accuse us for shit. Because that's what I love about comedy. That's why I want to do comedy. That's what I, I like being able to find the laughter in the most fucked up of situations. Yeah. But it offends people. Fuck it. Who cares? Bro? That's the thing. And you hear you hear some comedians saying like, "Oh, like we can't say anything anymore." And it's like you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. 
it back to, it up. Bro. It has to be funny. Yeah, it has to be funny. Yeah, you can't go up there and just start being a racist and then there's no punchline. <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. But like, you can you can go up and make a, a racist joke if it's funny. funny. This, this is what kills me. And I, I, get, I get slapped a lot at open mics because I love those people that do that. They just go up there and are super racist or super sexist or super just terrible and not even funny. They're just going for that shock and awe. I know who we're talking about. <laughs> and they just <laughs> they just say some outlandish shit and I lose it. I piss myself laughing because to me what's funny, I'm like this person, these people have literally sat at home and gone, this is it. <laughs> rape. <laughs> oh. I wonder something. Yeah. And then just go up there and scream rape and be like, wow. Oh, you pay the political correct. No, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing to your joke, bro. Yeah. I'm laughing because I think this motherfucker who's like a full grown human being has put time and effort and <laughs> assumed that this was a thing that will actually work. Yeah. And I've actually been told. It's astounding. I've been like, like stop laughing because you're the reason he keeps doing this bit. I'm like, but it's hilarious. You know, he's, he's saluting Hitler on stage with like, with like no, there's, there's no punchline. That he's, just, he's just saluting Hitler. Oh, That's God. hilarious. <laughs> Does he not understand like the implications of what he's doing here? Oh man. <laughs> I do get I do get uncomfortable at open mic sometimes. Oh hell yeah, yeah. But I love the uncomfortableness. Oh man, I just I just like sit there. I I start getting like hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh man, like I feel like they're not embarrassed. Yeah. Right? But I'm I, it's like I'm taking on their embarrassment. embarrassment yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like oh no. <laughs> what's your What's your worst experience at open mic? Um. Uh, probably I've had, okay, well, just one, one bomb yeah. I can remember. Um, you might've even been there. There was a group, like at Brick Room, there was a group of footy players that came in. Yeah, yeah, I do remember pissed. that. Yeah. And I tried to deal with one of the hecklers. They were just so pissed. Yeah. He, did, he didn't give a fuck about what I said and they like kept talking. So I just like started, kept doing my jokes into yeah. the microphone, just Mad loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated that. Um, I still think about it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and there was, there was someone. I don't. I actually don't remember who. I don't remember where. Someone did make like a, a black joke, and I was just like, I was trying to like be like, oh, you know, at least he tried or something. But like, I just, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I really <laughs> fucking hated it because it wasn't funny either. And yeah. I, yeah, I, I was bombing one time at one mic. And not everyone was bombing this night. Everyone was bombing. Yeah. And I'd come up with a ridiculous joke a week before that I was never going to use because it was so stupid. Pardon me. And, um, and I thought, fuck it. It was like just dead the whole time. So I thought, fuck it. Halfway through my set, halfway through my set about talking about being gay because the joke didn't work on me being gay as a premise. So I had to be straight for the joke to work. So I, I just changed. I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then and the punchline was, uh, I like I like Kinder surprises. I don't like Tinder surprises. Um, I went around to this girl's house <laughs> uh, for some period sex and I was dressed wearing authentic 
Georgian costume and she was bleeding from her cunt <laughs> and just nothing. So I just, just fuck it. Just yeah. doubled down and I just kept repeating the punchline. Is, is it the tone? No, nothing. And it, if it was quite before, it got, it, it, somehow it got more silent. Yeah. Every time I said bleeding from her cunt. But, um, <laughs> I do, I do remember that. <laughs> God, yeah, empty rooms are, empty rooms are tough. Yeah, but it's good. I like, because you, I think, not that I fucking, I've been doing comedy fuck all, but the beauty about an empty room is it lets you, you got to mix it up. Mm. You got to find how you're going to make it work in that in that room of five people. Yeah, it's it's great going in and there's like a full house. It's easy. It's, yeah, it's so good. It's actually yeah, it's actually easier. So like I thought um, my first time I was like oh fuck I hope no one's there. Then it was a yeah. fucking birthday thing, and like that went really well. Um, and then like it took me a while to actually get into like yeah. those rooms where there's no one in there, and that was. That was the hard. That was the hard part. Yeah. Hard part, yeah. Um, I've, I've, like cause the most I've done is four hundred and fifty, but I've heard other comedians talk about you know you go into a theater, a thousand, two thousand people. It's easy because they're just there. You know, the, the mob mentality kind of kicks in, I guess. Yeah, and there's I think I think it was Bill Burr. I think when he did arenas with um, Dane Cook. Yeah, and it was like his first time doing arenas, and he was like, "How the fuck are you supposed to make all these people laugh?" Yeah. And like. Dan Cook is like, have you done a theatre? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right. Well, there's 800 people there, yeah. 800 people there. <laughs> He's like, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, but you go and you go to six people and then all of a sudden. Yeah. It's a conversation. It's yeah. Not, you're not doing a. And so I, instead of making a pocket of 100 people laugh, you're making a pocket of one person yeah. <laughs> yeah. snicker maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the brick room once and there was two people there. No, there was two people sitting there and then two people on the side. And I was like, I was on first too. And I was like, fuck, I can't, I can't. The host, I remember, just stood there and just did his material. And I was like, fuck, I can't do that. So I just literally like got off the stage and just like laid in between them. Yeah. And just did my material like a conversation. And then got up and left straight away. Yeah. But that, that kind of worked a little bit. So it's, it's good. I sort of miss, man. I just miss about just being able to gig and, and sort that. Because I can't write. I, how's your writing going in lockdown? Well, I'm not, I'm more of a storyteller than yeah. a joke teller. Yeah. And so it's it's been hard for me because I don't really use like what's in the news and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so I've written five minutes on sort of like like Black Lives Matter and coronavirus and yeah. stuff like that to try and use like while, while it's be, relevant. You'd be the only comedian doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> that material. And that's part of the joke as well. Yeah. But like. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I'm not. Sometimes I might get one thing, but I, I do the same. I just talk about myself. Yeah, and I'm I, narcissistic. I cannot think of any stories. Yeah, while I'm locked up like this, but then like I'll go to the pub with the boys. Yeah, and something will come up, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's oh, I remember that. Yeah. I got to write. I got to write a joke around that." I'll do that. I'll catch up with other comedians that are much more um, experienced than me, and I'll just be chatting, and they're like, "That's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit, man." But I'm like, "No, it's not. It's just a." I'm the, and I, I, was, I was finding, um, especially during Fringe, man, I was working material out on stage. Yeah. It's great going with the premise, fuck around with it on stage. When it comes to me actually sitting down to write, bro, oh, I feel like I'm back in school. Yeah. I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. Um, 
I just can't do it, man. That's why I've gone down to part time as well, so I yeah. can I can like focus on actually writing some more stuff. Yeah. Especially because I was I was writing a lot in the uh, clubs. Yeah. That was like really the only time in my day that I had. So if I wasn't on stage, I'd just like sit in the corner and write yeah. and stuff. But then like <clears throat> I real I came to realization I was like I've been doing like I've been doing comedy for like six months and pretty much made zero friends. Yeah. So I need to talk to people. I can't just be sitting in the corner fucking writing and yeah. stuff. So took that extra day off and see see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Perfect time to do comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, uh, at least we're in South Australia, I guess. Yeah, no, it's good, man. Melbourne. See, that's what shipped me too, because I used to love going over to Melbourne, man. It's nothing to, to go over to Melbourne and pick up a week, two weeks of gigs every night. Yeah. I go over there. Sometimes I can do three gigs in one night. Yeah, right. To varying audiences, but still, the stage time was there. Yeah. And you know, if I had a, if I had something like for Fringe, man, I just went over to Melbourne a couple of times, and then you could get, you know, a year's worth of gigs in Adelaide. In Melbourne in two weeks, bro. Yeah, right. Um, and it was so good. And this whole this whole year, I w- I was planning on going Sydney, Brisbane, go around and trying to do a bit of the circuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, no, it, it'll happen. We'll it'll get happen. There. Just have to, yeah, just have to fucking keep grinding it out in Adelaide while we can. I think Brisbane. Oh well, the border, the border problem. Yeah. Because Brisbane, I think their comedy scene sort of back open, yeah. but we just can't really get in. Get in there. Or when you come home, you got to fucking sit inside for two weeks. But, yeah, I was I was hoping to do a bit um, in Melbourne this year, especially after Fringe, like yeah. finally making some contacts um, outside of South Australia. Yeah. <clears throat> but see what happens. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, play play a game with all the guests. Oh, great. Um, for a chance to I win. I love games. A donation to the charity of your choice and you've chosen Second Chances SA and they uh, help out with parenting for children whose p- parents are incarcerated? Yeah, they uh, they help out kids of uh, incarcerated parents. So. Nice. All right. Well, this, this game is called Source Unsourced. It's just true or false. True is sourced and false is unsourced. All right. Can I just phone a friend real quick? No, no. there's no lifelines. No lifelines, uh, <clears throat> despite the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire theme song. Um, now, there's a place in New Zealand called Shag Point. Sourced or unsourced? Shag Point. I'll go sourced. <laughs> oh, <this. laughs> Stop it. Stop it, guys. Come on. Correct. Oh, yeah, and by the way, it's uh, $10 per question. Oh! Uh, five questions, chance for $50. Yeah, that's a pie and a Coke for some kid. Um, there's 19 sheep per person in New Zealand. Wow. Depends. <laughs> look at it, really. Um, sounds about right. Sourced or unsourced? <laughs> Sourced. Oh no! It's nine, nine, nine. sheep per person. Yeah, it's because we keep them hidden out the back, though. Oh, we've got the nine that we share and then use for for meat, and then we've got our our uh, yeah personal extras out the back. So yeah. that's right. You wouldn't you wouldn't understand, but um, just, uh, that's yeah, and that's the sort of information that you're not going to find on Google. No, you won't. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the uh, the steepest residential street is in New Zealand. 
I know like the longest hallway in a hotel was in New Zealand. Where? Um, Copthorne in Waitangi. It's the longest hallway in the Southern Hemisphere. Five bonus dollars. Yep. Um, there you go. I don't know. It's, it's some pretty st- steep streets there. So I would say maybe. Yes, sourced. Dunedin. And Dunedin. Yep. This, the, uh, yeah, the steepest street. I would have guessed San Francisco um, and been wrong. Um, All right. You've been around the world. Okay, cool. Maldives <laughs> greet by pressing noses and foreheads together. Yeah, hungi. Hungi? Yeah. Uh, that's three out of four Ooh. with five bonus dollars. So that's $35 to yeah. uh, second chance. And this is the final question. Moldy tattoos can show uh, social status. Yeah, true. Sourced. $45 Oy! going to second chances SA. Thanks Thank to you very much. Uh, the Roods. Um, where can everyone find you? Uh, Facebook, the Roods, official Instagram, same. TikTok, same. Um, and any any gigs coming up? <laughs> uh, no. No, it got cancelled. No, it got cancelled. Cancelled. But uh, coming soon <coughs> to somewhere near you. I've got a gig on uh, today for you guys, uh, depending if you listen to this before 4.30 in the afternoon at uh, the Duke on Curry Street, 4.30, Silly Sausages, I think uh, Mark Ryan, uh, South Australian comedian, um, has set up another sort of uh, comedy room. So I'll be there 4.30 tomorrow. Um, follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever else there is. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. Welcome to the potty. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, everyone have a good weekend. Bang, bang. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to